I touched on this a little bit last week as we read through the fruits of the Spirit and I'm starting a series going through the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit is what you is a reflection of what is what is growing in that plant or what kind of plant it is. And in Galatians chapter 5 you find what is known as the fruit of the spirit. And these are attributes and characteristics of God. Galatians 5, started in verse 22, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that have, have Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. These are the fruit of the Spirit. When you have the Spirit working inside of you, this is the result. When you have an apple tree, you will not find bananas on your apple tree. You will find apples. When you have an orange tree, you will find oranges. When you have a banana tree, you'll have bananas. When you have a palm tree, you'll have coconuts. And when you have the Holy Ghost working inside of you, you will bear the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your presence. Lord, I thank you for your spirit and the work that it can do in each and every one of our lives. And God, I ask that you go with us through this service today. God, that your word would be brought forth, God, and that everybody within the hearing of my voice, that their heart and their mind would be quickened and attentive to hear and to understand what you're wanting to say to them this morning. That they wouldn't feel distracted, that they would be able to put aside the cares of this life just for a little bit and hear what you have to say to their hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The fruit of the Spirit is a reflection of the Spirit. The reason why these are fruits that you bear when you have the Spirit working inside of you, because these are attributes of God. I know this is a little bit of review, but we talked about this last week. God is love, and when you have God, you feel his love, but you also have his love working within you that you can demonstrate and show his love to others. God is joy. When you have God, you feel his joy, but you can also share that joy with those around you. God is peace, and when you have God, you feel his peace but you also have that peace that you can share with those around you. God is patient. When you have God, you can feel patient and also be patient with others. God is gentle. You can feel God's gentleness with you and you can turn around and show that gentleness to the next person. But I want to focus in on that first attribute of the fruit, which is love. And I want to start with what's almost even just a crazy question. What is love? We all know the word. 
many of us have probably used it in conversation with somebody else or talking about food. We all love something. Some people love NASCAR. <laughs> Some people love their Bible. Some people love NASCAR and love their Bible. For those of you that don't know, Brother Austin loves NASCAR. <laughs> Timothy, do you love, are you Timothy? Yes. Do you love NASCAR? I race with him. So. <laughs> <laughs> they both love NASCAR. What is love? In John chapter 15, verses 12 through 13, says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Right there, he says two things. The first thing, or the, the second thing that he says there is that there's no greater love than that a man lay down his life for his friends. And the, but the other thing that he says there is, I have loved you and demonstrate that love to others. In John 3.16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed on him should not perish but have everlasting life. God Jesus Christ died on the cross. He gave his life. He laid down his life for that of his friends. That is what love is. I see God's love and Christ's love in two, summarized into two forms, two words. It's sacrificial and it's unconditional. You hear this term thrown around today, and every time I hear it, I cringe a little bit. Self-love. It's almost contradictory, because love is sacrificial. And when people say self-love, they're referring to pampering themselves. They're not making sacrifices. Self-love is when people say, I'm not sacrificing anymore, because I'm nice to these people, and they're not nice back. Love is not seeking for reciprocation. Love is about what you do for others. Love is about sacrificing and serving others. And that sounds exhausting because you can wear yourselves out when you're always giving. But when you have the Holy Ghost working within you, you've got God pouring back into you, giving you what you need for you to be able to turn around and give that to somebody else. God is our ultimate example of love. 1 John 4, 7 through 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. And when you don't have love, you don't have God, is what this scripture is saying. Some people are hard to love. That's just reality. They can disrespect you. They can ignore you and not give you attention. Act like they know everything. Act like they're smarter than you. They don't even do what you tell them to do. Some people even have the audacity to blame you when their stupid decisions get them into trouble and then turn around and ask you for help. 
And you help them, they go do stupid things again. And it's annoying. But how often have we done that exact thing to God? Disrespected God. Ignored God. Acted like we might be a little smarter than him. Questioned the way that he's doing things because it's not the way I want it done on my timeline. Ignored the instructions that God has given us. Blamed God when things go wrong in our life. Blame God for our own stupid decisions. Ask him for help, and as soon as he helps us, we go out and do stupid again. There's two kinds of people, those that have done that, and those, those that say they've done that, and those that are lying. <laughs> We're human. And we fail at times. But God's love for us is sacrificial and unconditional. In the book of Romans, it says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. There's always enough grace to cover our sins. Romans 5, 8 says, But God commendeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is such a powerful verse, because the word sin, again, is, is a word that, that we throw around, but really how do you define it? It literally means missing the mark. A sin is when you miss the mark. The mark is the word of God. It's God's perfect plan. A sin is when we don't align ourselves to God's perfect plan. We're all sinners. We've all sinned before. But while we were yet sinners, Christ went to the cross for us. That is his love. While we were still openly disrespecting him, he said, I'm going to die so you don't have to. That's the love that God has shown to us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But the verse right before that says, For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. So he's saying, so as he, before he even led into that verse, it said Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. He was saying, some of you might consider dying for a friend. Some of you might even consider dying that was a really close friend. But Christ died for our sins while we were still sinners. Christ died for us and took that punishment, not caring about what we were going to do back for him. But just because he loved us enough and in hopes that we would respond to it. God's love for us is sacrificial and it's unconditional. The sacrifice was when Christ died on the cross, died one of the most painful deaths known to mankind. A death that he is the only person to ever walk this world that didn't deserve, but he took it. And the second aspect there is the unconditional. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how far you go. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. If you've got this much sin, there's this much grace to cover it. So you've got this much sin, there's this much grace to cover it. I've still got my object lesson from last week sitting up here. When things are covered under the blood, this is what God sees. 
You got past life, you got sin in your past life, but it's covered under the blood. This is all Christ sees. Or if you've got a lot of past sin in your life, it's still covered under the blood. When Christ looks at you, when you've gone in down that watery grave of baptism and washed your sins away, this is all he sees, is that it's covered under the blood. That is his sacrificial and unconditional love. But we're also called to love. We understand that his love is sacrificial and unconditional, but is your love sacrificial and unconditional? Let's all turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read this chapter that's known as the chapter of love. It's easy to accept Christ's love because that's easy to receive. But we also have to reciprocate it, not just to people that it's easy, but sometimes when it's hard. 1 Corinthians 13 is, is Paul giving some instruction to the church in Corinth. And when you read the Corinthians, you see a pattern that the church in Corinth were a people that loved the power of the Holy Ghost. They loved moving in the Spirit. They loved the, the, fruit, the, um, the, the gifts of the Spirit. In church, that church was, was so focused on, on the Spirit and everything that, that just comes with the Holy Spirit that they, they missed some things. And so Paul is giving them some practical advice in 1 Corinthians 13 and, and tacking their feet to the floor. And he says, Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels and have not charity or love, that word charity is the same word that gets translated in love in many different places in the Bible, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Tinkling cymbal is not pleasant to the ears. And so he's talking here, he says, it doesn't matter how much, how much you talk or how much, how much you speak in tongues or talk to people or tell them they need to get their life straightened out. If you don't have love working in your heart at your core, they're not going to receive what you have to say to them. If we want to witness to somebody, we have to demonstrate God's love into their life. And you can demonstrate it all the stronger when it's somebody who's hard to love. In verse 2, it says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but have not charity, I'm nothing. It doesn't matter what kind of power you have with the Holy Ghost. When you don't love people, it's all worth nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. It's not about just going through the motions and doing this. You have to have love at the center of your heart, at the center of your life. Love suffereth long, in verse 4, is kind. So suffereth long means it's patient. Sometimes people are annoying, and you have to be patient with them. You have to continue demonstrating that kindness. Love is kind. It envieth not. When you love somebody, you don't try to get what they have. 
You're excited that they are rising up. You're excited that they're being successful. You're not filled with envy. Charity vaunteth not itself. Love is not about self-promotion. Love is about others. Love is about lifting up those that are around you. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Like I said, there's no such thing as self-love. Is not easily provoked. So if somebody's poking at you, if you've got love, I guess it kind of comes back down to patience because you're not provoked, and thinketh no evil. You ever been driving down the road and been cut off and just thought, man, I really hope they hit the ditch? <laughs> you ever start shoulder checking? Where's the cop when you need him? Somebody's weaving in and out of traffic. It's natural. It's a natural response. But, but love does not wish evil upon somebody else. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love is about <clears throat> making sure that people around you are being supported and taken care of. Love never faileth. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy apart. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child and understood as a child and thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall even as known as I am known. And now abide a faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. If the musicians want to come back. Love is about considering your brother, your sister, or whoever before yourself. Tell somebody you love them today. But mean it. <laughs> but mean it. I was sitting at a restaurant a couple months ago, and and it was outdoor dining, and there was a there was a kid that just kind of kept acting up, and I was just kind of ignoring him. Heard his mom scream at him multiple times. And then I heard her screaming, you know, come here. Gets more and more loud. Come here, come here, come here. And I turned around and looked. And just sitting in this outdoor dining, this kid was running out, ran out between the cars parked on the side of the road into the street. And there was a Domino's delivery driver that literally stopped within a foot of this toddler and had just run out into the street. And I saw that mother scoop up her baby just she just started crying she just wrapped him up in a big hug and she walked across the street and just kind of separated herself from everybody else for a minute and she was crying because because the life of her baby just flashed before her eyes when just moments ago she had been yelling at him and screaming at him you never know what would be your last interaction with somebody? 
It's easy to focus on the things that come up in our relationships. It's easy to focus on the things that bother us. But we don't have to hold things against people. That is not your burden to bear. When somebody wrongs you, that's not your burden to bear. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The Lord will take care of the revenge. The Lord will take care of settling accounts. As you read through the Bible, you see many places where it just tells you to watch your own bobber. You take care of yourself. You get your life together. You do what you got to do. Nobody's perfect. We're not called to be little people. It's not our job to beat somebody down. It's not our job to hold somebody accountable for how they treat us. Our calling as a Christian is to love people unconditionally and sacrificially. And I'm going to take it a step further. In Matthew 6.14, it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. You have to have forgiveness for people. Forgiveness is an element of love. And as we all stand, we're going to go to prayer here in a minute. And I want you all to pray for a couple of things. That God would help you to demonstrate his love through you to everybody. Not just the people that's easy, but also to the people that it's hard. But you can also ask God to help you receive his love into your life. Because we can't love people unconditionally by our own strength. God is love. Which means when you show somebody love, you're showing them God. But if God is love, then you can't show somebody love without having God. So as we pray, a couple of things to just just to focus your prayer on, first and foremost, is that you are in communion with God and that you are receiving his love into your life and that you're able in your submission to him which will then reposition you to be able to show his love to those around you. Let's all just take a minute to pray wherever you are. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for your love. God, I ask that your love comes alive in my life. God, help me to stay aligned with you, Lord, that I can have your love flowing through me. God, that no matter where I go, no matter what I do, no matter who I talk to, that your love would be evident, that you would be evident in every relationship that I have. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.